another episode Behind the Vinyl with Darren and Nicholas. Brady, we're back with another somewhat of a special edition of uh, Behind the Vinyl this episode. Um, we have got uh, Bjorn from Soilwork, Bjorn from Soilwork, from Night Flight Orchestra, uh, from At the Movies. Um, what else, Nicholas? He's, he's got a lot of things going on. Oh, he's done tons of stuff. It seems like he's always doing something, uh, always singing, but um, uh, cool guy, tons of projects, always. Great, great guy, golden voice. You know, I, I still hold him as probably the uh, one of the greatest singers, greatest metal singers Swin's ever seen. Yeah, um, without, a, without a doubt. Yep. Uh, joining him is also um, Mr. Martin Carlson, a, a special visit from the editor-in-chief of Sweden Rock Magazine uh, this week. Um, Martin's a little bit elusive when it comes to interviews. He doesn't do so many, so it's uh, nice to have uh, nice to have him on board. Um, so today we we talk about a few things in particular, and that's what makes this so so different. Is we talk about the the uh, the Sweden Rock song uh new yavla um, exactly yeah um which is um which was written by bjorn um it come about from uh, martin which i think he tells in the interview he, he tells you how the whole story come about how, how the reasoning come about to to do this song um and you know yeah and it's the, it's the uh it's 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 the unofficial song for the uh, European football championship this year. Exactly, filled with um, Sweden rock legends, um, members of Candlemas are in there, members of Soywa, Bjorn, obviously Europe, uh, Europe, uh, Wolf, um, former Entomb member. Um, it's it's. Uh, Lives in a member from Lives in, live from Lives in, uh, so it's it's really great. So um, uh, you know, you'll hear the story, you'll hear the uh, the unedited story coming from the editor in chief Martin Carlson himself and the man who penned it, Bjorn from Soil Work and Night Flight Orchestra. Um, so with that, and then we also go off into off on a tangent into Sweden Rock Magazine's latest issue, which is in stores now. Um, everyone go and check it out. It's a it's a monster tribute to the one and only LG from Entombed and Entombed AD. Um, re- really special. I think I think he says it adds up to seventy four pages. In it as a yeah, yeah, absolutely that. And just uh, the magazine is just uh, loaded with fun, cool, and interesting stories regarding LG's life and and all the things um, surrounding his, his musical life throughout the years. And it's, uh, it's a really, really cool issue with um, a really extraordinary cool cover of the magazine. Um, yeah. And there's, there's a poster in there as well. So, but exactly. uh, for, for subscribers, I think for subscribers, you get yes. uh, extra yep. content and a poster. Um, you also get the chance to buy the shirt for, to, to coincide with New uh, Yavla as well. Um, exactly so so check out the episode uh hope you enjoy um check out the magazine and read all about lg and you know he's a special character anyone who cross paths with him can attest to what a what a special and great person he really was Um, definitely 
And um, so here it is, and we'll start off by playing uh, New Yabla. And um, enjoy the chat.
I just listened to the song yet again. So uh, it's really cool. starting to get ingrained in my uh, in my head. Um, so Bjorn, what are you doing? Just you're getting these riffs just coming out of you, oozing out of you, mate. Well, uh, I mean, I do write a lot of soul work stuff and and night flight orchestra stuff, but this was somehow different. But it came up pretty quickly as well. So I, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. I guess I just got a little bit inspired uh, from the fact that I was gonna write a football song, which I haven't done before, and that got my mind sort of going. And uh, yeah, I went into the shower and. Uh, that's where it came up. The, the main riff came up in, in the shower, like so many times. Um, <laughs> you should and, have a guitar uh, in there. Isn't that an Eddie Van Halen used to have a guitar in his toilet? Really? Yeah, yeah su- supposedly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, sh- like a wa- waterproof <laughs> guitar in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I, that would be I, good. I, yeah. I, I really like the riff. It, to me, it really sounds, when Martin first showed it to me, it kind of sounded a really kind of Sabbathy kind of uh mm. you know kind of Sabbathy kind of groove to it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean that's that's sort of what it reminded me of as well. Um I mean it's 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 not nothing like groundbreaking or anything, but it's it's a good riff, you know. It's uh yeah. it's a good classic riff with you know solid uh, don't don't be modest uh Bjorn. No, no, that, that's what I feel. I'm not being modest. I, I, I think it's uh, sometimes, you, I mean, you don't always have to come up with something groundbreaking, you know? It's just good, good stuff. It's, the riff is killer, man. The, the riff is really yeah. cool. Well, really. thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. I, it, 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 it's, a, it's actually a riff that started to grow on me after a while. Like, first when I, like, found it, I was like, oh, you know, I heard that sort of before, but it's like, I don't know, it has something, you know? And then I recorded it, it's like, oh, that's cool. And then, and then it's, wow, this is really good. And I was like, holy shit. You know, I started adding like three more guitars and like make, became fatter. And, and it's like, wow, it's, this is a really good riff. So, yeah, it, it kind of grew. And then is that how, I got is a response. You, is that how you normally write? The whole write? thing started uh, Sorry, what? The whole, thing, the whole thing started with you. You brought up the idea, Martin. Or? Yes, the origin of uh, the new Yavla project. It started with, uh, I think it was my colleague, Janne Matson who came up with the idea of doing a football shirt uh, for uh, the Euro 2021. But that was like maybe a year ago. We, he, we were trying with that idea. And then we, we renewed the idea to coin, because the Euro 2021 coincides uh, with um, the 20th anniversary of Sweden Rock Magazine, which was in, which is in uh, June 2021. Um, so we were toying with the idea of doing a football shirt um, and having uh, 20 at the back at the back of the shirt, but that actually <clears throat> developed into 666 because all of a sudden it felt like, well, this is more about the project New Yavla instead of being, you know, so much tied into the 20th anniversary. And then um, came up with the idea of doing the Swedish flag as an upside down cross. You know, it's typical metal stuff. And um, instead of having like Ibrahimovic uh, at the back uh, of the shirt. And then how about doing a song? And I came up with that idea late one night and 
had a meeting about it with the other guys at the magazine in the morning. And I called uh, Bjorn straight away. Um, I had two names, actually, that I had uh, at the top of my head. And it was Bjorn. It was my first choice. Second choice was uh, Peter Tetgren from, uh, you know, Pain Hypocrisy. Um, and Bjorn, he said yes in about 30 seconds, maybe. Uh, 30 I, know seconds, that yeah. I know that he's going to say that. He, he was a bit hesitant then. Uh, but that was after our call, our call because in our conversation, he just immediately went like, yes. Um, and the song instructions I gave to him were as simple as, um, I actually went like, well, think James Bond, because every single time you hear a James Bond song, it doesn't matter what genre it is, it has something dramatic to it, and it always feels good. Um, and there's always something good about a James Bond song. So those were like the instructions and, and not make it wimpy, but not too hard, hard and heavy either. Mm. Um, but obviously there's no traces of James Bond in this song, but it turned out great anyway. <laughs>
it, it, Bjorn, is um, mm. so you're doing so much these days, mate. You you know you got a lot on, and and a lot of people are asking you. I'm sure to to guest on songs. Um, mm. What what made this kind of spark your attention? Was it was it the football angle? Absolutely. You know, I used to play football myself for many years. And uh, so, I mean, it, it was just the fact that I haven't really done anything like that before, you know, and, and I've been thinking about that before. It would be cool to, you know, record a song for, I don't know, for, um, you know, like a hockey team or whatever. But uh, since this showed up and, and it sounded like a pretty brilliant idea, I, I did say yes right away. And uh and after I hung up the phone, I was like, oh, what haven't I gotten myself into? But at the same, I mean, you always feel that sort of, you know, of course, I felt a little bit of pressure. I need to deliver something really spectacular now. So, I mean, I guess that's only natural. But that's that's also probably one of the reasons why I, I always end up doing something good. Um, you know, there are times when I fail, but, you know, it's usually I come up with something good and, and um so that was that was good pressure, I guess, you know, and it it felt like a fun thing, and it's something that stood out. I haven't done anything like that before. I have been singing on on. Uh, it's actually like a song uh, song made for like a hockey team that I was singing on, uh, but this is something. This was the first one that I I sort of created from from scratch, you know, and uh, that that in itself was a challenge because I'm. You know, I, I still don't really consider myself a guitar player, so that was also a challenge to build build something from scratch, which I also have started to do a lot with Night Flight Orchestra and also with solo work on on guitar. So I mean, I I was a guitar player from the beginning, but I, I just randomly became a singer, and then I focused on that. You know, from '96 and forward, so I sort of forgot about the guitar, even though I picked it up every now and then. So I don't know. It's uh, it's it's nice to play guitar as well mm. so what are you playing huh what what did what did you record this with what guitar uh i recorded this with a telecaster uh and uh you know like a, a good preamp uh heritage preamp and uh duet song sound card and i used the good old cubase artist six mm -hmm. um and um yeah so that that's that's really all you need Pretty, I, I wouldn't have said it was a telly. Actually, it didn't. It didn't kind of sound like a telly. No, well, the, you, you, that was just a demo. You, yeah. So I'm actually, I'm not playing guitar in the actual. That was that was just a demo. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, how long did it take from from? I mean, how long did it take before you could present, uh, like kind of a song to uh, Martin? Um, I can I can I can actually answer that because I'm yeah. sitting here with the, with the the this happened. Uh, I, I can actually answer that because he rung me up straight away and played it. I don't know whether yeah, you told him that, but he was like, "No, I, no, I didn't." It, 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 <laughs> I contacted Bjorn late January, and uh, uh, on January Sunday, January the thirty-first, uh, thir thir um, Bjorn sent me a very worrying uh, text message with a photo. Uh, of what had happened uh, the night before and uh i was like oh my god there's not going to be a song i'm sure Bjorn can tell you what happened what with your I can't remember this uh, <laughs> you went to the hospital hospital yes with your with your uh, guitar pick thumb 
Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, no, I'm, I I was um, um, can't remember exactly when it was, but I, I was I was making dinner and and I had a friend coming over and I was a little bit stressed, so I took out the what do you call it the, the vegetable mandolin whatever it's called. Yeah, the grater, like the cheese grater. Yeah, it's like a yeah grater, and then and then I was like standing there, and I was like, you know, I I, I should probably use this plastic thing that attaches the the carrots to to, you know, so you don't have to, you know, right, uh, risk getting your fingers cut. And I was like, ah, whatever, I'll just take the carrot. And I was standing there, and I was listening to a podcast or whatever, and I was like, this is a holy shit! And I was like, you know, I felt it, and I. I it was like this this small piece dangling from my thumb and it was like blood all over the kitchen and i was like ah you know so i yeah it was a little bit of a crisis there and and i taped it up and 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 and, and continued with the dinner but it kept like blood <laughs> coming out and I, I, I don't know if some of the blood actually ended up in in, in, in the food <laughs> who knows um, That's pretty metal <laughs> pretty metal yeah uh but did i go to the hospital no i didn't i didn't have to go to the hospital well you t- you, you said you texted me and said i, I wasn't admitted uh, when i asked you if you went to the hospital so so i i, I thought that that was you actually went to the hospital <laughs> oh okay no 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 that's why i got confused like hospital uh, uh, no I, I didn't go uh i did <laughs> i did call my mom though she's a nurse but uh <laughs> And asked like, oh, should I should I go to the hospital? And I was like, no, it should be fine. I don't I don't have time for the hospital, so I need I need to cook dinner. And it's like, and I sent a picture, and it was pretty uh, graphic, but um, it was fine. And You're from the southern fine, parts so. of Sweden. People like us never go to the hospital. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, I but then again, I, I since my mom mom has always been a nurse, I always felt very comfortable at hospitals. You know. Right. I even liked being there. I don't know. It's it's really weird. Uh, I liked stay. I was like, you know, when I got to stay, you know, stay like a few nights when I was a teenager. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, yes, I get to stay at the hospital. This is amazing. <laughs> wow. Um, but uh, but anyways, this this thumb healed up pretty quickly. But it was it, it was so painful in the beginning. I could not play because it was uh, it's yeah the the guitar pick mm. thumb. Mm. It was really painful. It was like digging into the to the wound. I was like, this is so typical. And I was like, I got this great idea and I need to record this this song and then I just can't do it. So I had to wait a couple of days and then tape it up and, and then it was sort of fine. But it was it was pretty annoying, painful and uncomfortable.
how did you go about pick up, pick the people for for the song then, and, and pick the people for the video? Is that all well, you? Yeah. Um, well, it was a mixture, like uh, of me and Martin brainstorming who who would be suitable for the song, I guess. And who who's who's exactly on there? Well, um, vocals, it's, it's me and it's Liv Sin, uh, mm -hmm. and, um, or Liv Yagrel, as her full name is. Um, I actually like, then, I like when you guys harmonize, like in the chorus. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's cool. It's, a, it's on the, what do you call it? The bridge too, uh, <laughs> or the C part. Um, and then we have Jürgen. Pettersson, there's two Jürgens. Jürgen Pettersson, who's a football player and also a metal fan. Uh, Jürgen Pettersson used to play in, in the highest division in Sweden. And he also was a football, a professional football player in um, uh, Mönchengladbach in Germany. And, you know, it's a pretty big team. Uh, and he was also playing in the national Swedish team from, Martin, the years? From 1995 till nine, uh, 2002. And I actually saw him play against uh, Belarus in Bel in Minsk, Belarus in, in 1997. But uh, Jürgen, or as we call him, Schwedenbomber uh, or Chips Jürgen, um, his uh, memory is pretty shot when it comes to these things. So he, did, he, did, he didn't actually recall going to uh, and playing that game in uh, uh, Belarus, or as it was called in Swedish back then, Vitrysland. Um, but I fondly recalled that uh, experience and we won uh, two to one and after the game I and this actually ties into New Yavla because uh, we've done these like New Yavla um, uh, football uh, shirts which has a, the Swedish flag is an upside down cross and when I went to Minsk to watch uh, Jürgen Schwedenbomber uh, Pettersson in 1997 I actually had um, uh, an outfit done uh, with a Swedish flag as an upside down cross. And uh, I had a few uh, people draw Jesus at the upside down cross. And during, after we scored one nil in the stadium, some guy came up to me and I didn't actually see him, but my friends saw him. And he did like, did like to my, to the back of my head, like, like a gun, like he was shooting it. And after the, after the game, we were hunted down. We were about, I don't know, maybe 15 Swedes. They were hunted down the street by a mob of two, maybe 200 people in uh, in Belarus. And we had to flee into a restaurant, which, which turned out to be a Spanish restaurant run by the uh, um, mob in, in Minsk. So when the crowd was coming into the restaurant, the, um, you know, the mob uh, pushed them out. <laughs> so that's, that, that's my, uh, that's my first, uh, you know, uh, sort of personal story with uh yoga Petson. wow what? risking I, I your life I, I didn't realize you're a football fan either no i just went for the adventure right well yeah, I, I, i'm actually well I'm, I'm a football fan but i don't watch swedish football i svenska i think it's boring when you have champions league and, and premier league and 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 all that stuff. So so I'm not interested in, in Swedish, uh, you know, national uh, soccer uh, in that way. But you know the the, the you know. Okay. Well, you, you you enjoy like following the national team, obviously. Oh, yeah, national, yeah, 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 Swedish league, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so there's there's Jürgen, there's Liv. Uh, who, who else is on there? Yeah, and there's also Jürgen Sandström, uh, Dumadog, and, and and former Entombed. Uh, yeah, he's, he's playing bass as well. Yeah, and don't forget that he's he was in the Grave because uh, that yes, was of course, of course. and and interestingly enough, he, he first yeah, so Jürgen he actually sang in Gotländska or, or screamed in Gotländska, growled uh, in Tortured Division, I think possibly was the first time, and now he does that now uh, on this song, and that that's what I thought was great was that Bjorn is doing it in Skonska, you know, from the southern parts of Sweden. And you have Jürgen in Gotländska, and and that contrast—that's what attracted me to this to the thing. And I know that Jürgen was very hesitant about this, and he was like, "Oh, I don't think uh, growling fits this song, but it does. It fits perfectly." And he was yeah. nervous that he was he was so nervous about his uh, his style of bass playing because he thought he he had more of a punkish, uh, distorted kind of way, um, but. He sounds amazing, you know. Yes, he does. It was perfect for the song, I think. Absolutely. Who, who, um, have you worked with him before, Bjorn? No, never. I never met him actually, and 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 uh, so it was it was really cool to meet him and and hang out. Super nice guy. Yeah, Very he nice. he was playing in Tomb the first time I I uh, I saw Entombed actually on yeah. the to ride shoot straight tour. He he was right. in the band. Yep. So. Cool. Yeah, I think it was the same for me, actually. Yeah. It was uh, in 96, maybe? 97? Yeah, yeah 97. 96. I saw him in 97 on that. When they were touring with Fireside and Refused. Whoa, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I saw um, Machine Head, Misery Loves Co. Machine Head into Misery Loves Co. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that's nice. also pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty that's a pretty nice build, absolutely.
yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we're not done yet with the lineup. But yeah, uh, Ian is playing drums. Ian Haugland from Europe. So it's really cool that he uh, was up for it. And um, we have uh, Mike Weed doing solo guitar. We got uh, Simon Yuanson from Wolf playing the rhythm guitars and also solo. And we got Lars Yuanson from Candlemas playing a solo as well. So that's uh, that's and we also have Niklas from Wolf, by the way, um, uh, doing backups. Cool, and I, I saw right. Chris Laney in the video as well. And look who's waving! And Martin, <laughs> Mr. Martin Carlson on backups as well. <laughs> I was actually going to say that Chris Laney is actually singing backups as yes, well. Yes, he Back is too. God, it's it's hard to sorry, sorry, Chris. Yes, of course, and he's also. Uh, he also mixed the song and he did a fantastic job. Yeah. I saw a clip of uh, Martin doing his uh, background vocals. It was just amazing. Yes. Yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Why weren't you wearing the shirt, Martin? I wasn't wearing the shirt. Well, the interesting story about that shirt is that, that... at the time of the recording, which happened at uh, Simon's studio, uh, uh, Solna Sound recording on March 5th and March 6th, um, we only had one shirt, which was like <laughs> the, the, the proof um, uh, shirt. So it was actually not a, like a final, um, you know, yeah, from the printers. And I got it sent to me and <laughs> we had to have that shirt uh, on everyone uh not everyone could actually fit into it and um especially ian, not me. yeah ian <laughs> ian said that he he, uh, he needed to wear it last because i'm gonna be, i'm gonna be sweating so much okay well it turned out that he was doing we were doing drums first and he he was sweating like like seriously that shirt was dripping it was actually seriously i when people say like some, you know, a garment is is dripping of sweat, they usually don't mean actually dripping. But this was it was dripping sweat. Yeah. And um, finally, we got it dry. And uh, poor Leave Yagel uh, had to wear this. And oh. and I think Simon sprayed it with something as well. But it it was reeking. It was seriously like ah. Oh. It was like someone had died in the studio, you know. <laughs> and and um, uh, yeah, I did a funny interview with um, with uh, Ian about his um, sweat, um, which will appear, yeah, in, in, which will appear in the next issue. And and uh, Ian is such a character, and he's such a sport about this. Um, and um, another funny thing that happened with Ian in the studio was that uh, he had left. Um, he left. He was on the. We recorded for two days, and he was on the the first day. And he left, and I had my foot. Uh, I had surgery on my foot a couple of weeks before that. And uh, all of a sudden, Simon comes in and is like, you know, there's there's blood on the floor. Like, does anyone have a cut on their foot? And I go like, hmm, I had a foot surgery, you know. But you know, my socks they were fine. So me and Bjorn, we went tra- chasing this blood all down the, the, the corridor. 
And turned out that it was Ian who had uh, uh, cut himself after he, uh, when he was playing drums, I think it was. Um, and he didn't actually notice this until he came home. And it hurt like hell. <laughs> but that, that's, that's what adrenaline does to you. Yeah. He, he's a great drummer. Ian Hoglan is a really great drummer, I think. Absolutely. And it was cool yeah. to hear him play something like this too, where it's sort of, I don't know. Yeah. Um, he, he, I don't know. He might play some similar stuff in, in Europe, but it, it felt like some, something that you haven't heard him play a lot of. You know, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. It's, it's always, for me, a little bit of a mind fuck for left-hand drummers. It really... Yeah. yeah. It kind of feels like driving on the wrong side of the road, you know, like going around the roundabouts and the, the wrong way. It kind of... Every time I look at a left-hand drummer, it just kind of freaks me yeah. out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs>
what, what's the deal with the song now then what will uh, what will it be what will it become yeah that's a that's a good how question. do we get the song how does everyone get the song martin people go to um youtube and they search for new yavla or for to watch the uh, incredible uh <laughs> big budget video uh, that cost us uh, a whopping zero kroners to do recorded on various iPhones and uh, Jan Matson should get credit for this as well because he recorded a bunch of stuff I recorded a bunch of stuff and uh, Bjorn was actually really uh, good um, when it came to recording stuff in the studio um, on iPhones um, and you can go to um, Sweden Rock Magazine's uh, Facebook page um, and you can go to Spotify and so search for New Yavla, and it, it has an exclamation mark at the end. That's important. New Yavla. <laughs> Some attitude there. Excellent. Obviously, that's a playlist on Spotify as well, New, New Yavla. I actually saw that that was interesting because two days ago, I, I, I was listening to an Entombed song, and I've been listening to a lot of Entombed songs since uh, LG passed. And all of a sudden, the playlist New Yavla pops up. I've never seen it before, but I would mm. guess that that popped up because I've been on Facebook posting so much about New Yavla and it's some, mm. some, somehow connected. I had no idea that that existed either. Where, where did wow. the name come from? Who, whose idea was the name? Um, that was my idea. Um, and I think it was pretty much because... I was brainstorming different ideas with the other guys at the magazine. And, and it's like, you have to say this in Swedish. It's as nu jävla as in nu jävla tar vi dem. Nu jävla vinner vi. And some attitude that is heavy metal combined with sports sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that the, the, the fact that you actually planted that in my mind, like you, you have the title, nu jävla, if I didn't have that, the song wouldn't have turned out the same. I think because that like started like what what can you what can I do with the rhythm of New Yavla? So that's uh, how how the chorus came up as well. Uh, after, the main riff, after the main riff, and and I believe that yeah. happened in the shower as well. <laughs> nice. Do you ever yeah. think you'll be able to play it live? Uh, only if Sweden wins uh, the Euro Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a guarantee from all the uh, uh, participating musicians that if Sweden wins the Euro 2021, uh, they will play this in, in central Stockholm. Uh, and um, fuck uh, Corona restrictions uh, at that point. Oh, yeah. Well, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no. well, it's a pretty <laughs> safe bet, mate. You're pretty, yeah. you're pretty safe saying that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, well, we're going to win now. Uh, you, 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 know, you just be happy that you're not meeting Australia because we'd fucking destroy you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah um, we've, we've been toying with all kinds of different things, you know, slot done and doing something like Satan, uh, you know, a play on uh, slot done as well. Uh, you know, I, I toyed with all kinds of uh, more or less uh, cheesy things uh, leading up to this um, New Yavla thing as well. Has anyone reached out to like the the football board, like like no. Jurgen? Has Jurgen got any contacts that can reach out and kind of get them aware of the song? 
Um, I'm sure. I'm sure he does. But do they really want to be associated with uh, something that is a swear word plus an upside down cross with a Swedish flag? Mm, I doubt it. Ah, uh, what the hell? So, so we'll let's see. just go quickly on that shirt, so they can get the shirt from the magazine, right? If you start a subscription to Sweden Rock Magazine, you get that and the CD single New Yabla, which is limited to 500 copies. And you can only, you can't buy it anywhere. You will never be able to buy it anywhere. You can only get it if you're, you're currently a subscriber. You can buy it for 299, which is actually a really good price because it's a really good quality football shirt. It's not your average t-shirt and you get the CD single. and. Um, you get it for free if you start a new subscription. different tangent 
when exactly did this happen? Did, did this happen anywhere around the time of the LG's passing? Yeah, I mean, you, you, uh, Martin, you, you, you said you, you got in touch with me late January. Wow, is that long ago, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was the last week of um, January that I got in touch with you, and um, yeah, and then I wrote the song, blah blah blah. We were back and forth, and then we booked the studio at Simon's, and that that weekend. Yeah, I guess you can. Maybe tell the story. Yeah, actually, so I hadn't talked to LG for uh, a long time, and um, I'm going into this in detail in the uh, new issue of Swedenborg Magazine, which is an LG tribute, 74 pages. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, Valentine's Day this year, on February 14th, he called me. Um, and that was a beautiful beautiful conversation um and it felt like closure but he invited me over to his uh, apartment even though you know he was he was weak and he had uh, terminal cancer um and he i didn't know at the time that he would pass three weeks later um but i i was toying with the idea of going to his place and just recording him saying Neviablo uh, on my iPhone. Uh, and if he was up for that and us putting it at the end of the song. Um, but what happened when on March 5th, when we gathered, uh, Jürgen Sandstrom, who was, he was a very good friend and, and uh, former bandmate of um, LG. And he turned up and... Um, Everyone was like asking him, like, "Oh, how's LG? How's LG?" And and he didn't really say that say that much. Uh, and to me, LG said that his tumor had um, uh, decreased, that it was you know it was shrinking, uh, and it seemed like you know he had more time left. Um, but what I didn't know at the time was that he actually had three tumors, not one. And even if one was shrinking uh, the other two weren't and you could tell that Jorgen was sort of somber in the studio uh, that day and um, mm -hmm. one thing that I felt really bad about was that the last thing that happened on March the 6th when we were when we were um, leaving or actually Jorgen was leaving I think um, I asked him uh so, uh, yeah, I want to give LG uh, one of these uh, football shirts, New Yabla shirts. Uh, do you think he's, he's going to want a, a large or, you know, obviously he's lot, lost a lot of weight now. And Jürgen said, like, yeah, large would be fine. And then I told Jürgen about the, the, the idea of me going to, his, uh, to LG's place and recording him on an iPhone. And um, Jürgen said, like, uh, yeah. And I asked, like, like, what do you think about that? And he said, well, ask LG. And... Only, not only me, but other guys in the studio asked Jorgen questions about LG. And Jorgen, at that point, he, he obviously knew that things were a lot worse than, than any of us did. And I felt really bad. And I apologized to him afterwards for putting, putting him in a situation where he couldn't tell the truth. Because obviously, it, it was none of our business uh, 
what was going on privately in LG's life um, at that point. Um, and just before this podcast, uh, I actually talked to Jurgen, and he said that, uh, yeah, if you want to go around feeling bad about that, uh, go ahead. But uh, you have no, you know, you don't need to, you know. Uh, so he was because because obviously I I had no idea that things were as bad as they were because um, LG didn't tell me that. Um, but I, as a human being, I still felt bad about putting Jurgen in a situation where he couldn't be truthful uh, with us, you know, because he was protecting his close friends' uh, wishes, uh, which is something that I truly respect, and and that is you know Jurgen is such a decent person, and he will never go around and bad mouthing anyone or not respecting their wishes so so you know all my love to Jurgen out that morning and I, I i woke up to the news and um i mean it hit me really hard i mean i i didn't know lg i always said hi to him when i when i saw him you know he obviously came to all the shows and and hung out backstage and all that and you know ran into him here and there festivals he always said hi he was always happy and and uh, 
uh, you know, so it, it was always nice to run into him. Uh, so it hit really hard. And uh, somehow, I, I mean, I talked to Martin. I felt like, like, wouldn't it be appropriate to put some flowers like by the cross, you know? And um, I don't know. It just seemed like a really good idea. So, I mean, it, it was, I, I, I mean, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't expect us to be, you know, the first ones or the second ones or whatever. You know, I, th I thought that that's that's what everybody's going to do today, right? It's like that's what it felt like, you know, because um, a lot of people were very, very sad, you know, and um, you, obviously you could see in social media. So I, I, I don't know. I, I thought we were going to have, you know, company there. Um, but no at that time we were the only ones there and somebody put a, a, a bottle of rum. I don't know if it was, you know, for LG or something else. I, I, I'm not sure, but, um, um, so yeah, we, we, we went there and, uh, we were trying to find something that was going to be appropriate, you know, to put there. What, what, what do we, what do we put there? You know, by the cross, it's like normal flowers. They should be like, should it be black roses, red roses, or should it be, uh, I don't know. We were going back and forth, you know, we went to two different flower shops. I don't do know you if you want to continue, Martin. Yeah, well, do you remember the first flower shop we went to? Uh, it was so funny. Yes. It, it was the, the, the uh, Internationale Kvinnodagen, International yeah. Women's Day, I think it's called in English, maybe. Um, yeah. And all the, all the bouquets there had a girl power on them. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, mm, I don't think that's going to be appropriate. But there were these like um, crosses out of moss that were out, uh, outside the, the, the flower shop. Uh, I was a, like, a moss cross. Yeah, a moss cross. <laughs> and, and, a moss cross. Yes, yeah, so we, we bought one of those 95 Swedish kroners. And then we went to the next uh, flower shop. Um, and we wanted flowers in. in LG's favorite uh, football team, Yule Gordon's colors, blue, yellow, and red. But they didn't have any blue flowers. So we went to their sister shop 20 meters away, and they had them. But the blue flowers were super expensive, they said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so we had to sort of like convince them, like, put, no, put more blue, put more blue. So, uh, you know, that bouquet started uh, becoming more and more expensive, but you know, it was all worth it. And, and uh, uh, we, I, I have to give props to to Anders Norwood and uh, Niklas Vanlund, uh, who also chipped in uh, for the flowers and all that as well. Um, friends of uh, LGs, um, and um, then I had a crazy idea that it came to me in the flower shop that um, write LG vertical, not horizontal, and Bjorn was like. Why? And I was like, shh, I'll tell you when we get out of here. And then we, when we got out of the flower shop, I was like, yeah, so hi let's hijack the cross and put the, it's uh, uh, Golden, and put the, 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 the banner, you know, on the actual cross. So that was the, that was sort of the idea for a few minutes. And we went back to my place because I lived very close to the, to the Skogsjökegården, the cemetery. And uh, then we sort of got cold feet. And it's like, we're going to get arrested, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> but it's like, you're going to super glue it to the cross. <laughs> you know, it's like, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, and I remember us putting, you know, flowers and, and the cross and, and our card and all that, uh, and, and that banner, a blue banner with uh, gold letters, LG Petro. And 
it was a really warm, sunny day. Hmm. And there were women and men in their 60s and 70s and 80s sitting on all the benches looking at us. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to call Sjukogårdsförvaltningen and we're going to get arrested or going to be kicked out for doing this at the cross. But we weren't. <laughs> and, and wasn't of, there a story uh, with a with a car the license plate was that the same oh, day yeah. yes that was the same day and i'm trying to remember exactly when that happened but i think it was was it after right after we put the flowers by, by the cross and we were you know staying no. there no no this happened uh we went back to we bought everything and then we uh, went to my place to organize everything and then when we were leaving my place Uh, uh, and, and driving from my place, all of a sudden this car uh, emerges and Bjorn sees it and goes like... Uh, it said PTR666. And it was right in front of us. It just showed up out of nowhere. And it was like, it's like, are you, do you see this? And I was pointing and it's like, okay, film it, film it. It was like, this is crazy. Like... <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Like, it's it's yeah, surreal. Yeah, like PTR as in Petro and then 666. Yeah. And yeah. and uh what happened then was that I went into LG's um go uh, fund me campaign that he fundraiser that he started on August 9th last year. So it had been active since. And in those hours right after the it, it became public that he had passed. It hit six hundred and sixty-six hundred six 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 Swedish kroners. Like, what are the odds of that? Yeah. And that car appearing—it's just like unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I don't believe in Satan. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in any afterlife. I'm very crass when it comes to those things. But you know, you still go like, "Whoa, how did that happen?" You know. But man, that would be that would be typical his humor. He'd be he'd be laughing. Yeah, it, exactly. He really would.
guys, were you massive Entombed fans? Like, obviously, you guys, um, there's some history. Martin, you've probably got heaps of history with, you know, with the band along the line. I'd say that Entombed is uh, probably top three bands of all time. I mean, King Diamond, Merciful Fate will always be number one. Um, but I'd say Entombed are probably top three maybe top two probably um and i'm a fan of all eras of entombed mm-hmm. my favorite al- album is actually I- inferno which which came out in 2003 and my yeah. favorite song is um that's when i became a satanist which is um an amazing song which sounds different for Entombed. Uh, it was based on a dream that uh, guitar player Uffe Sedlund had. And he woke up, uh, he had a dream about falling uh, out, out a window, becoming a Satanist. And then he wrote uh, the song, That's When I Became Satanist. It's just like, the, the story behind that song is just so brilliant. And that album is, it's, it has LG's best vocals ever because they really, really worked so hard on vocals on that. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, it's a very special album because Luff and I were, we were hanging out, you know, quite a lot, right? And we lived fairly close to each other. And I had a stereo system that was uh, fairly good at that point. And uh, he came over to me a couple of times and uh, used my stereo as reference when they were mixing that album. Um, and so it's my it's my fault that that album sounds the way it does. No, it, no it's not. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But uh, so a funny thing that happened because I was working for uh, the newspaper Express in here in Sweden, and I mean, looking back at it, I shouldn't have reviewed that album because he was using it as a reference. My stereo as a reference uh, stereo. Still, I reviewed it. So there, there I go with on being impartially. Yeah, right. But um, the producer, Pelle Gunnefeldt from Fires, the guitar player from Fireside, who I'd, I'd uh, been on tour with in, in, in the States. And uh, yeah, we had a, a special relationship, let's put it that way. And I'm at a show at uh, the original Debaser Club. And all of a sudden, I don't see, see him. And he comes up and pours an entire beer all over me. Because he was pissed that I wrote something about the production in Expressen, uh, even though I gave the album four out of five, uh, you know, and uh, I still find that, you know, so funny. Uh, and that is my, you know, one of my absolute favorite albums of all time. Um, and my favorite Entombed album just before Clandestine, which LG doesn't sing on. That's Nick Anderson and, and all the screams are from Uffa. Yeah, it's pretty pretty underrated record. That that and um, Uprising, I think, are pretty underrated. Great records, mm. you know, really great records. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Um, like I said, the first time I saw them was um, was to ride Shoot Straight. That was kind of my gateway. Um, and I, I can remember working at a venue and they were playing Rock City in Nottingham and uh, LG kind of crowd surfed. You know, in, in the middle of the song, he kind of crowd surfed across to the bar. We were hanging out earlier in the day. So he kind of crowd surfed across to the bar, stopped at the bar. Can I get a beer? Gave him a beer. And then he crowd surfed back onto the stage. It was uh, nice. 
what about you, mate? You've, uh, like, like you said, you, you didn't know him so well, but you obviously crossed paths with him a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I mean, I, I remember I became a Entombed fan um, somewhere around 92, 93, maybe. And, and the song that I got really hooked on was Evelyn from Clandestine. And then, like Martin, Martin said, LG is obviously not singing on that one, but that was what got me hooked because it was sort of like disco death metal. I don't know. It just... You know, at the time I was listening to both death metal and black metal, but also a lot of 70s disco. So that was like everything in one. I don't know. I love that song still. And uh, so I got hooked on Entombed and then, you know, picked up uh, Left and Path. And then, you know, uh, the EP, Hollow Man EP came out and that sounded so different. That was quite a shock. And I think a lot of people would agree when, you know, when that came out, I think maybe some people were actually i don't know a little bit turned off what is this you know this is not death metal it's like rock and roll you know and and uh it was something brand new you know and um but i love that at that ep it's really really uh, really grew on me and then uh there's a song on there which is one of my faves uh you know with lg singing on it it's and it's serpent speech i, I just love that song it's sort of punky you know, yeah. mix sort of death metal, punk, and rock and roll in one. Uh, love them one, and um, yeah, I've been I I I I've been following Entombed ever since. Uh, definitely a fan. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say like I'm I'm like a massive fan or you know, and sort of collect everything. But I've been following them, and and I always respected LG being one of the best. Uh, death metal singers out there and always been inspiring and 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 i love how entombed have such a such a personal sound they always created something very different and you can hear in like two seconds that it's entombed and also lg you know um very characteristic uh, vocal style and and um so i've i've you know always followed them and they released some damn good records through the years and uh like martin said and you as well you know uprising and and and, and these records I, I i mean i haven't listened since they came out and i think i'm gonna go back and revisit some of those those rest records for sure what, yeah. what about what about wolverine uh, wolverine blues does anyone have a connection there because that's that's possibly you know one of their biggest records martin raises his hand yeah what's, what's your connection yeah there? um yeah um i have a very personal connection to that one um well first off i I was i actually visited entombed in the studio when they were recording because they were recording both hollow man and wolverine blues uh you know in different sessions there um and in the early 90s I often borrowed an apartment from um, Fred Holmgren, uh, Frederick Holmgren. He he did uh, CBR records, and then he had the um, he did pro- projections of a stained mind that compilation, and he did he had the uh, record store far out, and I used to borrow his apartment uh, in the same building as the Sunlight Studios. So uh, when I was in Stockholm, because I wasn't living here uh, in Stockholm. Um, I was in his apartment and, you know, every morning before breakfast, I'd go down in the studio. So I was there when Vader recorded their album that has never been released. Um, 
Necrophobic's first album, Entombed. Uh, I was there with, when Grave recorded their second album. So I had a lot of attachments to, to Sunlight. And, and then I got the advanced tape of um, Wolverine Blues. It, must have been, it was in June, and that album came out in October of 93. So I had it a few months before. And um, the year before, 1992, I had gotten my first like real like big assignments. Uh, I became the hard rock metal uh, writer at, at the Ex- Express newspaper. And me and two other guys, Jere Pritz and Tony Balog, we did a TV show for SVT called Diesel. And all of a sudden, I was drafted into the military. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my, all, all my assignments because um, I'm going into the mil- military. So I applied for a one year, you know, anstund, uh, it's called in Swedish, um, so that I could establish myself and then do the middle military service a year later. And it went to trial and uh, it was three against two in, in, in the jury. And, and one of the guys that didn't uh, actually want to send me to prison was uh, turned out it was a friend of my father's or, or in his own, it, it, you know, someone that my father knew. And he's, he went like, hello to my father when my father walked into the, you know, into the <laughs> court with me. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But, um, I was sent to serve 14 days at um, at an open, uh, not an open jail, but it's called Öppen Anstalt in Swedish. Um, so it's not like a hardcore jail. There are no like gates um, and you can walk in and out of there uh, if you, yeah, sort of if you want to in, in quotation marks. And the only thing that I had with me music wise was the advanced tape of Wolverine Blues so I went to the gym every day uh, I've never been to a gym in my entire life and never <laughs> been since yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, and I played this there and all the inmates went like what the hell is this and now we're talking about like you know professional criminals that were there um <laughs> they were not like your, you know. I was like an innocent twenty-one-year-old uh, who was still living with my parents in a in a small town, you know. Uh, the year before, I'd lost my virginity for God's sake, you know. Um, and and that song, "Out of Hand," when LG goes like "fuck," you know, uh, uh, all the the inmates just went like "fuck," and it was so it, it was so amazing. And what happened was that that Jay Lyle's rock, yeah. <laughs> and one guy who was there, he because every night when when people went into the fields to work, you know, other people from outside the jail would throw in in drugs. So this one guy he got busted in a, in a in a piss test that they uh, administered, and when they were dragging him away, the guards, he screamed. Uh, get the number to that Martin guy. Uh, so these like big, big, big guys confronted me because they thought that that was that I had ratted him out, you know, that he got uh, to, you know, had to do the piss test. And I'm like, go, I, and I go like, 
no, 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 no. He, he, he you know, he, he's playing his acoustic guitar to me every day. So uh, he just wants my address so he can send me a demo. And uh, actually, it turned out that, that uh, a few months later, he sent me, uh, I can't remember if it was an email. Probably not. I think it was a, probably a letter at that point. And, and he thanked me and he had become an Entomb fan. So that's a pretty good story you know, without the one. <laughs> that's, that's but you obviously I postponed um, my military service. I didn't end up in jail. <laughs> tribute to LG. What is that got? 70, 72 pages or something on LG? Um, with, with, with the two, uh, and I have to give props to uh, Eric Records and, and Sound Pollution as well as uh, Century Media for putting in uh, tribute ads to LG. So it's all in all, it's uh, 74 pages um, on LG in the new issue of Sweet Rock Magazine. And um, yeah, what a ride it's been uh, this last month. Um, it's been the most hectic experience in my entire life, the mo- most gratifying experience and the most tearful experience and pretty much any uh, the most sort of thing. It's just been extreme, um, this entire experience. And it's, it is the thing that I'm most proud of in my entire professional life as, as, as working thing that we were able to put this together in, and think two and a half weeks of, of, of actual writing that we were able to put this together. And it's actually the number of words that we put into this. It's, it's half a book. It's it's what you would get from half a book. So so actually we we wrote half a book on LG. 
in one issue of the magazine. Yeah. And a really cool poster as well. Yeah, that poster. Um, that poster. Oh, that I, I was so nervous about that poster and 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 the image because what we did for the first time ever, we actually there is the subscribers. They're not getting um, the Sweden Rock Magazine logo. We we took away the logo to be able to have um, LG floating in the skies uh, in the, in the clouds uh, above the cross at Skogsjö Golden. Uh, but I had this crazy idea, and I visited the cemetery with a close friend of uh, LG's, um, Anders Jonsson, and I had to give so much. Uh, I had this guy. Um, he has been a tremendous support, um, and I have nothing but love for him. Um, the way he has uh, uh, conducted himself and, and supported me during during this the, this period. But we visited the cemetery, and I had this crazy idea of um, of uh, doing a tifu. I don't know what that's called in in, in English. Uh, that you see at the, at the uh, uh, at a football stadium when when it's all covered. Uh, and it, it reads out in, in different colors and it can read out like LG Petra uh, uh, over an entire football uh, stadium. And I had the idea of uh, taking a photo of the cross and then uh, filling the entire hill on, 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 at, at the cemetery with an LG Tifu. Um, but uh, my, our art director, Emil, uh, he sort of shut down that idea. <laughs> I had this crazy idea of having... Um, a drone fly over as well and filming it and everything. It was just crazy. Um, but it, so Emil came up with this idea of having uh, LG in, in the clouds uh, above the cross. And it, it, I think it's, it's a fitting tribute. And I think LG would have loved it. And the fact that on the flip side of the poster, so we have that on the cover and on the subscribers poster on the flip side, LG with King Diamond and, King Diamond was very special to LG, and when LG passed, uh, King Diamond was in background on the TV. Um, so you know that was it. It felt very appropriate, very fitting, and I have to thank photographer Håkon Grob for letting us uh, take his backstage photo with a you know a typical. Uh, container background at a festival and transforming it into a black and white image that I think it's it, it's a beautiful image mm. yeah it looks amazing it looks absolutely amazing No, no, no. 
well, well done with the issue, man. That's really cool. That's, and I think it's a fitting issue too, because um, I think you mentioned that someone said he was like the Lemmy of um, of the Swedish metal scene, which you can you can really you can really imagine that. You know, he was uh, that kind of fits him. That 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 name fits him perfectly. Yeah. That was actually Nurgle from Behemoth who said it. Well, not only the, the Lemmy of, of, of the Swedish metal scene, but but Lemmy of the Lemmy of the death metal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually do do have a story, uh, and and that's from Brutal Assault. You know the Czech uh, festival. I don't know yeah. if you guys have been to that one, but this must have been around ten years ago, something like that, uh, and. Uh, Entombed AD is about to play, and uh, we we played like just an hour before that. And so I was walking around grabbing a beer, and I was going to watch them. So I I sort of walked towards the stage when I heard the intro, and I see there's a lot of people on stage. Like, oh, I'm not going to be able to see anything because there's so much people hanging out on the side stage. Um, but I decided to walk over there anyway, and then I see somebody walking towards the stairs that leads up to the stage and it's and it's LG and he so he's he's in front of me and he walks up the stairs and there's like people covering you know so he he can't get through and he's being so like way too nice and modern he's like knocking people on on the back like hello excuse me can i get through like anybody else would have just like get out of my way you know so he was like, you know, knocking people on the back. Excuse me, I would like to sing a little bit, you know. And they <laughs> let him through. And then he walks walks up there and he has this huge beer, like like a big can. Like, I don't know if it was like a Foster's big can or something like that. It, it just it was like a weird sized beer. And he just opens it and pours the whole beer over himself and then grabs the mic in last second. So he just managed to time that exactly after the intro and he just grabs the mic because he was... He was getting late, you know, getting through the people standing, yeah. you know, covering. <laughs> so that's what he did. And he walked on stage, you know, completely soaked in beer and just smiling. That was, that was, you know, that was nice. I'll never forget that. That's cool. That's great. So that, that, that's very, that's very LG, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's really LG. And that and also backstage, just the thought of it, he was always backstage, you know, he, uh, he was yeah. friends with friends with everyone. Every single band, he he was friends. So it was nice to see. Mm. Oh. For sure, Jürgen Sandström, um, who obviously played with um, LG and was his friend, and he's always also involved in uh, New Yavlo. Uh, he has a song um, that he has his most special entombed song for him is uh, "Say It in Slugs" from um, Uprising. And the reason why he wants us, wants you guys to play it here um, behind the vinyl is because they recorded that song on Stockholm at Stockholm Stadium, and that's uh, the home arena of Yulgorn, or was at that point, or and for for decades and decades and decades. And he was so happy, LG, that he could play, you know, record a video there because he loved Yulgorn and. He played there with his two favorite bands, one of his two of his favorite bands, Slayer and Iron Maiden. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, say it in slugs. Say it in slugs. 